and welcome to the Money Magic Podcast with Vangile Makwakwa. This is the podcast where we talk about trauma and how it affects our finances and our lives. I help women of color unlock ancestral wisdom so they can fall in love with their bank accounts, increase income, and live their best lives. This podcast was birthed when I started having conversations with private clients and students in my online courses about the remarkable shifts they'd had in their finances and started receiving feedback and updates from people on how these conversations were helping them understand their family dynamics and financial behavior. I've seen how unlocking ancestral wisdom has helped me pay off $60,000 in debt, buy property, launch and grow my company Wealthy Money into a six-figure business in US dollars as I travel and live in various countries on the globe. I've lived in over eight countries and traveled to many more as I built this company. My intention with this podcast is to provide you with weekly episodes that help you understand the importance of healing and help you understand your relationship with money better so you can start making different financial decisions and creating a life you love for yourself and future generations. So without further ado, let's get started and dive into this week's episode. How are you? So welcome to a bonus episode of the Money Magic Podcast. So why bonus episodes? So you guys should know by now that like I have random bonus episodes. These are episodes that I feel can't wait in line for the other pre-recorded episodes to come through because they're just so juicy and I feel like they'll just fall right in line with some of the previous episodes that we've just recorded so I don't want to just record them in um, linear order. So if you've just joined us, my name is Vangile Makwakwa and I help women of color heal ancestral money trauma so that they can fall in love with their bank accounts, increase income and live their best lives. Today, my guest is Manasi Kakade and I met her through, you guys have seen some of the mastermind students uh, that were in the mastermind with um, Lisa Dan and Young. She is coming, she's also on this podcast. She'll come in in a few months. Her podcast has been recorded already. And she invited Manasi to come through and uh, to one of our virtual retreats. And I met her there and it's been awesome but actually even before then we connected via Facebook we just had this instantaneous connection and started talking and her work is so powerful so I had to have her on the podcast welcome Manasi thank you Anile for having me here and it's a pleasure to be here and see what comes up today and serve your audience in whatever they need to hear today yeah, so before we even talk about anything else, because we go on gorgeous tangents on this podcast, please tell us about yourself. Who are you? What do you do? I am a practical spirituality mentor for Bridgewalker Visionaries. 
bridge walkers are analytical, critical thinkers fascinated by spirituality. And bridge walkers have a very specific purpose at this time on the planet. We have seen that there are analytical, critical thinkers who have their way of solving issues in the system, but they aren't necessarily working because they sometimes lack love, empathy, kindness, and they only look at the problem as something that is systemic versus um, a human problem that is very complex. It's not black and white. On the other hand, sometimes we see people that are spiritual who bypass the whole human life and they don't understand or, or they understand the struggles that humans are going through, but sometimes they may be privileged in some area. They don't really understand how to make their spirituality practical so that we can reflect the human experience as the spiritual experience of love and kindness and equity and equality of all souls. So Bridgewalkers merge these two. What Bridgewalkers do is they bring the analytical critical thinking, yeah. that lens and their um, motivations to change anything, whether it's in their personal life or in the collective experience of human, the motivation is to reflect the spiritual principles of equality of all souls on the earth in their human experience. So bridge walkers are here to really change social systems and structures through their unique contribution. Uh, I'm a bridge walker and the way my contribution to this whole social systemic change is basically helping bridge walker visionaries who have phenomenal ideas, they have messages, they have missions to help them come back to their center, align with who they are so that they can take their message out with grounded, nurturing for self, and at the same time, flying high, as high as they want to, because they're deeply grounded in their truth. So I help Bridgewalker visionaries align with who they are. And I'm born in India. I now live in the US. And I combine both the systems together. And I use business actions as a healing modality. So basically, I work with coaches, healers, artists, authors, speakers, anybody who is out there using their talents and skills to impact others, help others. I help them see how they can use their daily business actions as a spiritual healing modality to bring their seven chakra in alignment. So they come in energetic alignment with who they are and through their unique individual contribution, mm -hmm. they change the world. Ooh. That's what I do. This is so beautiful. Actually, I had never heard of bridge walkers until I met you. I was like, what is a bridge walker? <laughs> <laughs> so right, I'm so that's... glad you explained it. Because if someone had asked me out of in like, um, don't know, talk to Manasi. <laughs> right. And the word literally means, means that we are walking the bridge between spiritual realm and earthly realm. Mm -hmm. We understand that human life cannot be bypassed. And human life can only be better by using spiritual principle. So mm -hmm. that walking the bridge between two realms is their unique ability of bridge walkers. Some people are on one side. Some people are on the other side. Bridge walkers yeah. are constantly walking the bridge. Yes, they can take. Um, oh, I see. I know exactly what you mean. Like I've never understood like how someone can be just purely spiritual and just live the spiritual stuff. And not care about, not be able to understand the earthly stuff, like 
for me, the money stuff, investments, setting up like systems. Right. Like I'm just like, but these two have to coexist. They have to coexist. And a lot of our problems in the world are because we don't understand that they have to coexist. Mm. On one side, there is these people who are just greedy, selfish. They don't care about other human beings, other animals, other en- like environment. They don't care mm. about all of that that spiritual people will care about. But yeah. on the other hand, there are spiritual people who are like flying in the air, basically all love and light. And bypassing the human experience, bypassing human problems and saying, no, 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 we cannot discuss that. It has to be love and light. Yeah. Right? I see that, right? It's like, I find it very, very interesting. I was having this conversation with a friend where we were talking about how like most spiritual people will discard signs and even like Western medicine and like some Western medicine will completely discard traditional medicine or anything spiritual. And I'm like, right. Like both these things are magic in their own way. Exactly. You know? Exactly. It can coexist. There's no one or each other. So I get this because I see it a lot in uh, the science realm. I see it a lot in Uh, medical fields I see it also a lot I think we see it a lot in money right we do we do we have we have talked before about systems right systems and structures that we invest in we grow the money and how many times have you seen people that may label themselves as light workers Mm. not understanding how money works or not understanding how how structure is part of a business, how we cannot forget about business strategy. Like both are important. It's not just one or the other. And not only that they can coexist. In fact, what I teach and what I believe in is that they should coexist. They should. I they mean, should like coexist. Think about it. As you become, as you make more money, you can say. I don't care. It's all just energetics. It's all just (laughs) energy. It's all just positive thinking, but you're going to run into tax, into tax issues. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. It's all good and well that it's all love and light, but like you won't have the proper, you don't have the proper accounting stuff in place. You don't have Uh, You don't know how, you don't have someone who does your books. You don't have like someone that makes sure that things are delivered. You're serving a thousand people because you're expanding. It's all love and light, but there's no systems to provide service to those people. At some point, your business will fall apart. And trust me, you will run into tax issues. (laughs) So like the government is gonna at some point come knocking at your door. So you can't escape the earthly stuff. It's if you're on earth, you're on earth for a reason, right? Exactly. Exactly. We are souls, our spirit beings born in a human form simply because we want to understand the spiritual principles. It's like earth is like a school. We come here, we go through all these conflicts and internal conflicts, external conflicts, to understand what actually matters, Mm. what we can take in as our lesson, soul's lesson when we pass away. 
Yes. Right? So basically, Earth, if this is a school, we cannot bypass the curriculum. Mm. Yeah, I love that. Thank you so much for saying that because I think a lot of people are trying to bypass the curriculum. Yeah. A lot of people are trying because I guess like it feels very nice to always live in love and light and to just shut out everything and pretend life isn't happening that a lot of the we don't have to deal with the earthly things because well dealing with the earthly things can sometimes feel so like oh my god this is so rigid I am so over this why do I have to talk to my accountant about that and income tax and all these things and unemployment benefits like why you know so it, <laughs> I mean, I go through that. This is why I'm talking about Everybody it. Everybody goes through it. <laughs> <laughs> and like, sometimes like, why do I need all these systems in place? Like, oh, why can't people just get, get it? Like, why can't I just like telepathically <laughs> deliver all that I have? And it seems great at first that we don't have those systems. But what I found is that actually having the earthly systems in place has given me so much space to be able to do a lot of like the inner work and to really do a lot of the energy work, which is I think equally as important because if you're trying to run a business and you are not in alignment, yep. and this is where your work comes in right. as well, and my work as well, I do both the practical and the energetic. So right alignment it doesn't matter how great the systems are if they're not in alignment with how you operate with how your soul is here to serve with the work that you're here to do it just won't work you it know? will not work yeah it will not work for you no. you know and so, that's the side I, I actually come from yeah where I had every like I'm so good with systems I am trained as an engineer so systems is my jam, right? Wow. So I was so good with systems, but I was becoming so regimental with systems that I was getting stuck into the systems without understanding why they are not working for me. But I'm like, there is something wrong with me. I don't have enough discipline or something. I, this has to work, right? Oh my gosh, discipline is the favorite thing. Like it doesn't <laughs> matter how often I say it on this podcast and live videos, discipline I don't even understand that word. You know, like, <laughs> I don't even know what people are going on about with discipline because actually, and so many people convince themselves in this world that the reason why things are not working is because they lack discipline. Yeah. Can you please tell us how you got to do this work and how you realized that was not about discipline? So, so it was a funny story because I was, uh, it was, I think, 2017, mm. close to the end of 2017. I have had my business for one year yeah. and I have an MBA as well. So I'm an engineer. I know systems. I have an MBA, right? <laughs> I, I, I know business. And yet my business, I was working 12, 14 hours in my business. Mm. I had all the systems and structures set in my business. And I still wasn't making as much money as I anticipated going into the business. 
Now, obviously there is another story to it where I thought I will make, I should make a lot more because I was associating my worth with how much money I make. Mm -hmm. That's a different conversation. Let me leave that aside. We can go to it later if you want. We will definitely go to it because this (laughs) is after all about trauma and money. (laughs) Right, right. But in this particular story, I didn't even realize that's what I was doing, right? My only thing was I have everything in terms of business strategy, right? Mm. Then why am I not making money? Mm. Why am I not attracting the exact right clients that I want, Mm. right? And I was, I have been thinking about these ideas. I wasn't much aware of spiritual work. I have always been intuitive, but I sense energy. So I never saw myself as an empath or I never saw myself even as an intuitive. I didn't know what I was trusting was my intuition and not just like the skills I have developed to assess a situation. So I wasn't much into spirituality. And I, one day my husband came home and he told me, and at that time I used to teach women how to negotiate salary. And I was great at it. I was excellent at it. My, my people used to get like 40% raises, 40%, right? I was excellent at it because I knew the negotiation skills and I could see other people's value. And yet my client pointed it that your prices don't even match the offers you're making. Like the benefit you're getting for your clients and what you get for it is very little. So I started questioning, oh, should I increase my prices? And maybe that's how I make more money or should I have more clients? And maybe that's how I make more money. But one day my husband came in and he said, guess what happened today? And I said, what happened? And he said, I got a raise today. I said, really? And I thought maybe he got like a life, uh, like living expense type of raise. So in the United States, sometimes your, 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 uh, your salary is raised because the living expenses go up right? Mm -hmm. So that's usually like three to 5% raise. He came in and he said he got close to 20% raise. Wow. And I was like, wow. And he said, because I also got a promotion. So he got a different title. He got a raise. And I said, did you ask for it? And he said, no, I never asked for it. They just gave it to me. Mm -hmm. And that's when it struck me. Like here I am trying to like figure out money, earn money, working hard for money. And on the other hand, there is my husband who isn't working hard for it, who is having fun, enjoying his work. Yes. He didn't even ask for a raise and he got 20% hike. Yeah. And I was, I, I started questioning what I later understood to be money mindset. And mm-hmm. I said, why is it that he manifests whatever he wants? And it wasn't just in terms of money. This is the incident that give me like compare and contrast but it wasn't just about money. He always manifests whatever he wants very easily. He's always in the flow. Whereas I was fighting that flow, right? Under the name of structure. Yeah. So I asked him, I said, how do you do this? How do you do this? And how are you in flow? What I understood at that time was the first time this concept where we understand money is energy. Mm-hmm. And he said, I just play with money. And I said, what does that even mean? Like I just play with money. Right. So he told me this story and he said, your problem is in lack of spending. Yeah. Right. So I was this person who did not feel safe, no matter how much money I had in the bank. So what I would do is I would hoard money 
meaning I wouldn't spend money. And he knew that, but he never pointed it out like that. And he said, he told me story, a story that really taught me about money. And he said, when I was a little child, he was like maybe eight, nine years old. He went to uh, one of his uncle, his uncle's friend. They had a grocery store, some kind of store in India. And he went there in the evening with his uncle and his other uncle, meaning uncle's friend, he was, it was worship time. So he was worshiping and in worship, he said, God, please increase my expenses. So my husband, he was shocked. He's like, everybody I have seen says, please increase my income and reduce my expenses. Why did you say, please increase my expenses? So he said, the reason I said that is because if I increase and expenses are increased, that automatically means that my income is increased. But that also means that I'm enjoying that income. I'm Mm -hmm. contributing more to the NGOs, right? Mm Non-government organizations, like uh, non-profit organizations. So I'm contributing more towards causes. Me and my family is enjoying the income that we are making. And he said, since then, I have looked at money as something that comes to you and something that goes away from you. Mm -hmm. And it's just a part of life. And that's Mm -hmm. why I have ease with spending that you don't. And because you don't have ease with spending, money isn't even coming to you because there is no room for the money to come to you. So that's when I first understood the concept of money as energy. And I first started questioning my money mindset. Mm -hmm. And because of that, I turned to spirituality and I said, I need to really understand energy. Little did I know that it was my innate gift. I'm really good at sensing energetic alignment or misalignment. I don't sense, like, I don't feel energy the way many empaths do as easily, although that is developing now, but I instantly- That is the gift in its own way not to feel, uh, trust me. I I completely agree. I'm like, no, you don't. (laughs) I I completely agree that I actually had a very clear boundary when I started developing my intuitive gifts, that that's not the way I want to feel it. Clear sentience, which is feeling as energy in your body, I don't want that. I want clear cognizance, which is I just sense it. So Mm -hmm. once I sense the energy, one of the things that I sense very easily is what is aligned and what isn't. Like it could be something like a piece that is in the room. And I'm like, that piece doesn't belong here. Oh, wow. So the same way, once I understood business strategy and I started applying this skill to it, I understood what in the business strategy doesn't belong in that mix. Oh my goodness. This is so fascinating. And then I started. Yeah. So I went from like salary negotiation to teaching business. And later on, people started coming to me just to understand what within them isn't working. Mm. Internal alignment, because in business, I take symptoms of what is occurring in the business and I quickly understand why particular thing isn't working in business the way you want it. And the whole journey was simply because I said, I want to earn money with ease, with Mm -hmm. joy, just the way my husband does. The way he works with the money of energy, that's my goal. I want to work with it like that. And that began my whole journey of showing me of my skill of energy sensing energetic alignment and misalignment. And now I just simply apply that to an individual, their internal alignment and the business alignment. And I merged the two. Wow. 
That is so, so powerful. Such a powerful gift because so many people just don't know what is in alignment. And I think a lot of that, I think, is because we live in a world that constantly teaches us that there's one way to do something. That yes. You must do all this. Like when people come to me, they'll be like, I'm doing Instagram, I'm doing Facebook, I'm doing LinkedIn, I'm doing Twitter, I'm doing all these things. And oh my gosh, I'm exhausted because I'm doing everything. And I'm just like, yep, that would happen because you are doing everything. Exactly. So and not in how many of these things are in alignment with you. And I think often it's that you look at someone, because how often have we gone on social media and someone says, I have found the way way better than the way so like years ago someone told like uh one of my friends told me to get onto webinars and i was like no i'm not really feeling it like joint webinars with people etc i was like oh i don't really feel like this is really my thing i don't really feel it but she convinced me and i did it for a year and let me tell you, that was one of the most hardest years of my life. And I believed I went against what is my innate knowledge, which is that I don't believe in pushing through things, but like it was like push through this discomfort and eventually you'll get to the other end. Long story short, I didn't get to the other end right? I ended up extremely exhausted and burnt out because this is exactly what happens when you go out of alignment of something and you introduce something that is not in alignment. Right. And everything was like, go looking for people, go looking for people. This is how you're going to then do joint webinars. And every time I did that, I would grit my teeth and I would just not be as happy. And I feel bad because maybe some of my friends that I've done webinars with are watching this, but it just felt that way. You know, it wasn't lots of fun for me. And I think fast forward to when I decide I want to do podcasts. I actually run two podcasts, right? And I'm able to run two podcasts and like, I, this is the first time I work today and it's like 3 p.m. This is like it. And it's not stressing me. And this is what I'm going to do for the day. I figured out the systems of how to run this. It, I didn't look at anybody else's system. I just sat down. My spirit told me how it would go. Beautiful, right? It, that's, that's exactly the point. You hit the nail on the head as they say in the US. It's when we get caught up in what we should do versus what is coming to us easily and what we want to do. We go away from our own energy. We go away from our own natural way of being, which is called dharma in Sanskrit. Oh. We go away from that dharma. And what happens is we drain our energy versus nourishing our energy. Mm -hmm. And the impact of it in business is you lose your passion. You lose your enthusiasm lose your focus because all yes. this time that you get distracted in doing something that you think you should do you are not doing what you will actually work for you amen you lose focus you reduce your momentum in business so initially how many people and visionaries they get started because like i have something to share and i want to go ahead and share this and then business basically puts them down and they start questioning am i even an entrepreneurship material Wow. Right. And so it, you lose that momentum that you have. So rather than 
letting your vision guide you and pull you towards it, which is energy of one of the chakra, you let the chakra that ultimately is the chakra of inspired actions, you let that chakra move you forward, but it forcibly. Mm. So then you're draining your energy and you keep going away from the vision. Yes. And I feel, oh my gosh, that energy drainage is so real, Manasi, because this happened again to me this year. And honestly, I feel like it's this year has just been the year of like, me just saying, F this, like I am so done with this. So um, it's, uh, it happened in December. So everything is going perfect in my business in December 2020. I've just had like an incredible year in 2020, which I know is really bizarre. It's the year of COVID. <laughs> I've like 2019 been incredible, 2020 been incredible. I saw an astrologer when I was living in Goa and he was like, every year as you go into business gets better and better for you. I was like, isn't that awesome? You know, he was like, it was not like that before because in Vedic astrology, my dash was in Saturn for oh. like, yeah so it only came out of Saturn in January 2020 so I know you know what I'm talking about yes yes well, I was just so he was like after that in January 2020 he was like but don't worry and he had already told me by 2019 it will get better 2020 so every year because I'm getting slowly out of Saturn every year and then by 2020 everything will be going great and indeed as he had said 2020 is great but then December 2020 someone comes around I've got like these strategy coaches they come around and they convince me that their way is the way which uh, is completely different to my way by the way in every when I say in every way like in every way they like you write things on a set date you you have to have a date matching the whole year of how things are going to go you bring <laughs> out things at this time oh my god you record things you have scripts you do everything oh my gosh so this is the opposite of how I work with everything I mean every single thing <laughs> so it goes so by the third month of working with them I was drained in a way I hadn't been in a very long time I was totally exhausted right <laughs> extremely right. drained and I continued on for another um, uh, three months because they convinced me that I was the problem in some mm. way that yeah, the yeah. way of working was not the problem but anyway let's just say that nothing everything froze in my business yeah worked like and the only the way that things are starting to come back again is me just going like effort I'm yeah. now working one to two hours a day again I'm going within I'm only doing things that feel aligned and feel right I'm just like letting everything go if it's not working I'm like okay great it doesn't work let it go Exactly. Exactly. And this is my issue with the coaching healing industry, right? Mm -hmm. That people who, first of all, many people who teach business strategies don't even understand business. Mm -hmm. Because if you, you have an MBA, 
you know that in business, every single strategy can be supported with right arguments. If the situation yep. is right, you are in the right phase of business for that strategy. Mm-hmm. And you are the right type of person to execute that strategy. You can support any business strategy. So any people strategy can work actually, because if actually, I remember as you're talking about this, I always tell my clients is that, one of the things that my business lecturer used to say in the MBA program was, it doesn't matter what your strategy is. A mediocre strategy while executed is a brilliant strategy. A brilliant strategy executed poorly is right. a terrible strategy. Right. And, and it's not just about the execution either. It depends on other factors. What is the phase of your business? Are you in the beginning phases? Are you just building your business, creating the business? Are you growing it? Are you scaling it? And it depends on the person who is doing it. For example, I did not like taking my own photos. So why would Instagram be the right thing for me? It just was never going to be the right thing for me. And not that it is never. Now I'm at a phase where I'm very comfortable showing myself on camera. So Instagram is something now I'm considering, but if I were to take a course on why Instagram is the best thing for me two years ago, no matter what the teacher taught me, it would not work for me. Right. So the problem is the coaching healing industry where people have quote unquote made it. And that has a whole thing to unpack, right? What does success even mean in business? Mm -hmm. But let's just say we define at this moment success as Revenue, let's just call not even profit. We are not even going there, not even consistent. Let's not forget that. Let's not go into that yet, right? Let's just say revenue, right? You are earning whatever it is, seven, eight, six figures that you wanted to make. Let's just say you're earning it. Mm. These people, they do two things. Number one, they think their way is the only way. And that's the one I'm going to tell you as something that will work for you. That automatically makes you feel like, okay, they clearly made it happen with that same strategy. Why can't I do it? And we start looking down on ourselves. We start feeling bad and we induce more wounds, create more trauma on ourselves, which ultimately drains our energy and and delays our success, which is exactly what happened with you. The strategy as you're talking about that, I tell everyone this. So I'm like, this was a very expensive lesson to learn over six. $24,000 $24,000 lesson, but whatever. Actually, I ended up paying $12,000 because I didn't do the full year, but mm. so an expensive lesson <laughs> to learn. And, right. um, and you know what happened? I, the strategy to implement takes about 50 to 60 hours. Yeah. Would you believe me that I made less money in those six months than I make in a month in my business? I will completely believe it. I would completely believe it because that's exactly how that works. I just, I was flabbergasted. I was like, I do way less in my business. Do less of these fancy, hectic things that I've done. I'm working, I was like, I'm working like a mad woman. Actually, it was longer than that. It took, I was working like 20 hours a week. We're usually, and just on the strategy, don't forget, like I've got right. other things in my business going on, just on the strategy. And in six months, I make what I make in a month in my business. Yeah. Where like, usually yeah. I work way less. 
yeah. um, taking afternoon naps, watching sunsets, doing the bare minimum. I was just like, oh my gosh, I literally teach this and I have to relearn it. And right. I fell for it because like you said, it's exactly what you've just said, Manasi. It's that my way is better because look at how incredible my business is going. And yes, you've got great results. Yes, but is a six-figure business really that great? I was like, <laughs> yeah, like really, that's what they asked me. I was like, maybe not, maybe I'm terrible. I started so, to feel like that. I was like, oh, right. you guys are so right. And that's, the, and that's the second thing that this industry does is they train you to chase a result that you may not even want, number one, and not enjoy the journey. And our energy gets nourished when we actually enjoy the journey. If we allow ourselves the gift of taking our own time to do things and not constantly chase some random definition of success. Exactly. And when you are chasing that result, there is no end game. You are never like six figures, seven figures. Two months ago, I heard, I saw an advertisement in my feed that, are you ready to earn nine figures? I'm like, what the heck is even nine figures? Nine figures is like 0.1 billion. I'm like, do you think I became who I became because I wanted to earn a billion dollars? And I'm not against earning billion dollars, right? I'm not against it. I'm not sacrificing my soul just so that I can feel good about myself by earning X amount of money. I don't even care about six figures, seven figures anymore because anytime somebody gives that message, they're never saying it in a way where it's like, is this your desire? Then let me show you how to do it. It's always like, you are wrong because you are not earning it. There's something wrong with you. You should feel shitty about yourself. Excuse my language. You should feel bad about yourself just because you are not doing X, Y, Z. And then that wreaks such an havoc on our, one of the energies that is especially the energy of self-worth. So then you are wreaking havoc. So the same people who want to make that kind of money because they think they are unsuccessful, I have been there. You cannot raise your prices because you don't see your own self-worth. Of course. So, I mean, I bought into that hook, line and sinker, right? And I mean, I, I didn't even know what the hell was going on. And to be fair, one of my clients is a psychologist. I actually went to see her. This is how I got out of this thing. Yeah. Because every time I wanted to get out, I was being made wrong. So again, Lord. So I literally had to go to her and we had lunch. And I said, when I got to Joburg, I said, help me. Like, what is going on? Like, it, I know what's going on. I know this isn't for me, but why is, why are these things working? And yeah. It was like, yeah, you're just being manipulated. You're running a good girl script. Right. Here's how to get out of it. And literally a day later, I was out of it. I was just like, I didn't, I was like, this was so psychological. Because I was like, I teach this. You know, I teach this, you know. And luckily, my client is like, no, they just got you with all these things that they're running. Right. And in get out of this, it's classic psychology. I was just like. This isn't even psychology. This is manipulation. This is manipulation. And this is harmful. On how to get out of it. This is harmful. This is traumatic. And this is like those, uh, I think, 
I think it's in Friends. Have you seen that episode of Friends where uh, I think it's Chandler, Chandler or Ross or somebody goes there to quit a gym, gym membership, and somehow they make them stay and invest even like renew for a year. And they had gone there on the last day because they didn't use the gym for the whole year. Is the same kind of, it's a funny episode, but if you think about it, it's really, it's not funny. We see it as funny because it is funny happening somebody else, but we are all, it is so easy to get hooked into this because it's manipulation, right? It's, it's in all your defense. That person shouldn't do that. No coach should do that. Business should be run. And this is where my work comes in, right? I'm sitting here saying these traumatic practices are not business. This should, this is not how business should be. And they're not sales because that's what, and um, that's what they call sales. And so when clients come to me, as we're talking about these traumatic experiences, most of them hate selling because- right. That's what they feel like, oh my God, right. this is what I'm going to have to do. And I've often said to them, did you ever feel like I did that to you? Right. And, and then they're like, no. So I was like, but I was selling to you. And they're like, no, you were just right. cheating. Right. I was like, and that you don't have to do any of those things. No, no. And here is the thing. In fact, not just that we don't have to do, but people like us have to question it. and we have to create the evidence that you can do business soulfully and it will still work. Mm. Right. And that's the work. And one of the reasons I honestly feel that you went through that experience is to really develop conviction in your own work. Actually, I've seen that now. Like I was saying that to another one of my clients uh, whom I now hire as my writing coach. And she, I was saying that, that like, I feel like one of the things that this, that happened to me because of all that has been happening was that I had to go, this is what I teach. I need to fully embody it. That when, yes, someone came and they triggered something within me in one call. And it was that, Ooh, is this really, is that really good though? Kind of thing. Yeah like that but that's how I received it and I was like yeah they just triggered my not good enoughness and so Mm -hmm. I can see that but what it also did was that oh my gosh I get to now fully embody what I teach and trust it and not just trust it is that it's not just oh I this is what I did and it got me here but that it's like I am now really seeing that this works it got me here the other way isn't my way and maybe the way is another person's way but it is just not in alignment with who I am right right and honestly it's like when we go through those experiences that challenge us Mm. a part of the purpose is really just for us to understand and develop our own conviction to really just say, you know what? I now believe so much in the work that I do because I don't induce trauma in my clients. I actually see them for who they are and create businesses that will help them or in your case, create money in a way where they don't feel bad about not having money or their desires or whatever it is, right? 
So developing that conviction that this is the way we need to do business moving forward. And the old ways are just, they need to be killed. They need to be questioned and they need to be killed. Because one of the reasons our social systems and structures have issues, and one of the systems that have issues is business. Like part of my contribution to Bridgewalker's work is really changing how money is made and how business is done. Because all these issues that don't see the human being and just look at maybe just money, be profit over people, that doesn't sit well with me because I'm thinking that's creating more issues, more problems than solutions, right? So people like us, Wanile, we have to change this system. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, like, literally it does create more issues because like I said before, with the burnout, Like when I ended up burnt out, like I then had to go get healing work for burnout. I've had to do so much work this year as well, which I don't regret on my body physically because so much started to just like go bonky and that's okay because I was suddenly so exhausted. I couldn't even lift my head. It was like, what is happening? You know, and that's just, it it's like this is what happens when we are so out of alignment so it doesn't just affect the business space it affects our entire well-being and it does I just keep thinking imagine if I was a mom and I'm that burnt out that exhausted what then happens your kids suffer the household suffers so much is um is being affected by this way of living and doing business Right. And it, that's exactly the thing. When we don't see the human being behind business, we don't understand that solopreneurship is a different type of business. It's not just the corporate entity. And even then, corporates don't work like that. They have to keep their people happy if you want to increase productivity. But for solopreneurs who are putting their own energy out in front of people, their own skills, their own gifts, their talents, when there is wounding that happens to us, we cannot shine in our own glory. It's just not possible. Those wounds are going to take us down. And that trauma not only affects our business, but like you said, the whole well-being, because we are the biggest asset of our business. Yep. So if our biggest asset in business is hurt through business strategy, Mm -hmm. guess what is going to happen? In the other life, there is going to be reflections of it. So your personal life, like when I was burned out in my business, I was constantly getting angry with my husband. I wouldn't even play, make time for playing with my dog. Like every time I would just want to sleep, basically. Mm-hmm. I wasn't enjoying meals. Like I wasn't cooking. I didn't have energy to cook or nourish myself. Forget exercise. I don't like it anyway. So like doing more of it, that wasn't going to happen, right? Mm-hmm. So all of these things, they were showing up as symptoms of something wasn't in alignment with me, but I didn't understand it as such until I looked at business and money. And then I was like, oh, well, if it is seeing, I'm seeing this in business, let's look at the rest of the life. And clearly all these symptoms are visible now. My goodness, that is so, so powerful. So Manasi, the next thing that I would love us to discuss, which is in line with alignment actually, is you work a lot with the chakra system. Mm -hmm. Can you please tell us how that works in terms of 
business strategy and the work that you do. So yeah, feel free to take us all the way from the first chakra. Oh, because I have another question around safety that I want to ask. So all the way from the first chakra up to the seventh chakra. Why is this so important? So chakra, for anybody who may not have heard about it, uh, chakra is a, it, it is a system, energetic system, and it's originated in ancient India. The way I teach about chakra is my take on it, and it's free from religious dogma, wounded patriarchy, colonization, cultural appropriation, right? All of it. Mm -hmm. So this is my way of teaching it. And the way what chakra is, is nothing but an archetypal energy. Mm -hmm. What that means is each of the chakra, if we look at its original name, not just like root or sacral, that doesn't give us that much information about it. But if we look at the names of each of the chakra, it tells us what it stands for. Mm -hmm. For example, uh, we talked about trauma, right? One yeah. of the chakra is anahat. You have heard of it as heart. Anahat means unhurt, unwounded. Mm -hmm. And what that chakra tells us is your full potential is in the unwounded parts of you. Wow. So the trauma that we experience, the wounds that we experience, if we create business from that, if we create life from that, if we set goals from that, if we decide what we desire from our wounds, because somebody else says so, it's yeah. not our full potential. Yes. And our full potential happens when we start recognizing what are our unheard selves, what is our wound and start healing that wound so that we can uncover more, more and more of our unhurt self, our anahat self. So this is the heart. This is the anahat chakra. So each of the chakra has their own name. And I don't think we have time to go into each of the chakra. I actually have a free mini course on my website where people can go and download it and they can hear where I explain the meaning of individual chakra and how they relate to business wow but, yeah but so go on my website uh on on the front page you will find it seven chakra and business mini course go download it it's for it's free make use of it but what's the name of your website so people can go that's right my first name last name.com so manasikakade.com Awesome. That's my website. And we will include it in the show notes too. I will oh, send you, I don't, I don't think I have sent you the link to it, but I will send you the link to it and we will. Include oh, and you're going to tell us right before uh, the show ends, before the podcast ends. So I'll ask for the, uh, yeah, yeah, right. For the I will, event, but we include everything in the show notes, guys. Exactly. So if you're so watching you're... on YouTube, listening on Podbean, Spotify, or iTunes, just look in the show notes. Everything is there. Everything is there, right. So each of the chakra tells us something about the archetypal energy that affects how we show up in the world. And basically, this seven chakra system is the blueprint of reaching a full human potential as a spiritual being. So parts of it are spiritual chakra, meaning they operate in the other realm. And parts of it are like earthly chakra. This is where the safety, self-worth, emotions come into play. Yeah. And the other ones are intuition, vision, and then uh, expression. That's, that's, mm -hmm. Those are like spiritual chakra. So the way this system works is if one is in balance, everything else starts coming in balance. Mm -hmm. 
Yes. If one is out of balance, everything else starts going out of balance. Mm. So when we want to align with our own energy and they can come in and out of balance within seconds, right? Wow. So we can take simple practical actions to understand what it means for us to come out of balance and what will it take for us to come in balance. And everybody has a different prescription, which is why not the same strategy works for everybody, right? It is going to hurt some people and it's going to throw them out of balance and it is going to work for some people and it's going to bring them out of balance, right? Exactly. And some strategies can work wonders for some people and for others, it can completely, it can be the death of their business. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Right. And each of the chakra, when they work in unison, that's when the energy flows in and out of it. And chakra simply means a wheel. Chakra is a Sanskrit word in the ancient Indian language. It simply means a wheel. So imagine these are gears, right? Mm-hmm. So when energy like water flowing on a, on a gear, like the, what is it called? I don't know the name for it in English, but like a, something that moves water falls on it and then some like a water mill works right it's the same way like the energy is flowing on those gears and when that flows in balance you really liberate your creative expression you liberate who you are and that's your business then simply becomes an expression of who you are versus some forced act to create an outcome. So you not only enjoy the process of building that business when you are in balance with that business, mm-hmm. with those actions, you actually understand what makes you unique. Because when all your energies are coming together, we have heard in spiritual world that like everybody is unique, everybody is special, everybody is a unique expression of the divine. What does it mean for each person to be unique? What it means is their energetic blueprint is unique. Mm -hmm. And that energetic blueprint is what we bring in balance. And we bring it to the surface when Mm -hmm. seven chakra, they flow in unison. Yes, yes. Oh my gosh, this is so powerful. This is so absolutely incredible. Thank you so much for sharing that, Manasi. So, um... How has your healing journey uh, changed the way that you see money? So we've spoken a bit about um, money, but like how, what does money mean to you now? How would you define money? And as you've been healing, how have you changed your behavior and the way that you relate to money? Where do I begin? Because you all know my whole spiritual journey started with money. Funny thing is I have a group, uh, like a group community program where I teach about seven chakra and business and community members, they support each other. And in that group program, uh, the, the month, like what we are focusing on this month is money, how seven chakra relate to money. So let's yes. start right at the beginning, right? Yes. Wow. The way I understood I couldn't spend money was because I didn't feel safe mm-hmm. in myself, no matter how much money I had externally. Whew, powerful. Yes. That your safety comes from having more money. Having and, more money. And, and it was never enough. enough money, right? Right. right. 
and it was never enough so i honestly now that i actually understand how money works i work with other people and understand their money i had a lot more than many people do in my bank in my savings they were it was just sitting there i wasn't even willing to invest it because i needed the security that came from the cash right i think so, that is so common for many people and is, you know what is scary most people will be told that makes them good with money because they're so scared to spend money that's exactly what is with all these desires and worse I've seen people who are like that shame people because they like things. Right. You guys like things so you like to spend money that's why you never have money. That anger is also tied to the fear because how dare you right. do what you want to do with your money because I've always been like what is the big deal? It's not like they're spending my money. If someone wants to buy 100 Ferraris with their money, it's not mine. Right, right. And when we get so worked up. Right. And for some people I have seen that to be imbalance, right? They they spend because they feel the things would make them worthy. Things would give them the security. And it's neither. I mean, spending if that is your desire and it nourishes you, yeah. I all means do it. It's yeah. going to feel good. But if spending has become your crutch, like hoarding was the crutch for me then we yeah. need to heal ourselves to remove that crutch so that we feel safe and secure in who we are and that's the energy of the first chakra which is muladhar muladhar you have heard of it as root and muladhar means support to your foundations mm. what this chakra tells us that number one you deserve to create support to your foundation meaning support or support to your root anything that makes you feel safe you deserve to create it but if you start seeing your safety anything more than that if you start seeing your safety in something external mm. then you are not going to feel supported in your roots sure manasi you just said a word we take many pauses because <laughs> i'm about to ask you to please unpack that that is just that is too profound to just let That's it be fine. So let's let's pick on that. So what I learned was no matter how much more money I make, I'm never going to feel safe because I had enough where I was physically safe, right? I was emotionally safe, like not in an abusive relationship or anything like that. Mentally safe, meaning in my thoughts I was I was okay, good enough in my thoughts. and spiritually safe meaning i i understood what i'm creating as a spiritual being mm-hmm. while all of this was my right it is my right as a human being to have all this mm-hmm. and if i didn't have that i would first create that safety like i would first get out of an abusive relationship mm-hmm. i would first get a counselor and i would work with them to create mental safety if mm-hmm. i didn't have food i will get a job somewhere and create that food and shelter for me to feel physically safe but once mm-hmm. all of that is filled up I said why am I not feeling safe? And the reason I wasn't feeling safe was because I was chasing money. I was chasing goals. And it had some issues with the past life, but it had also some trauma that came from this life. When I graduated in 2008, it took me two and a half years to get my first job. For two and a half years, I was unemployed, and the only reason I survived was because I had enough savings, and I had created those savings through what we consider good 
not spending habits, right? And I, on a student salary that was part-time, but I had enough savings saved that I could live unemployed for two and a half years. Wow. So I said, okay, well, that has served me now, but what has, that has turned into is to this fear that I will not make money again, or mm -hmm. I don't know when I will ever make money again. Mm -hmm. And especially in business, because now I'm, I wasn't getting a steady paycheck, mm -hmm. that fear was coming to the surface. And that's when I realized nobody can make me feel secure. No amount of money can make me feel secure if I keep chasing that goal and mm -hmm. I had to release that idea. So mm -hmm. that's when I released the idea of, I want to earn six figures, seven figures, eight figures, N name the number, whatever messages you, you pick the number. Mm -hmm. I released that idea. And I said, what I'm always supported in, in creating my purpose, because that's the energy of that chakra. And I started reinforcing that to myself by simply spending and spending a little bit at a time, just a tad bit more than what felt like my comfort zone. Yeah. I kid you not, it was $2 at one point that I didn't feel safe spending. Yep. Then it became $50 and I spent $50. And before you know it, because I was seeing, okay, it's safe to spend, mm -hmm. right? I then started investing in like a coach, yeah. which helped me move further in my business. Wow. And then I realized the next chakra then came up. Can we go into next chakra now? Because that's where my healing journey yes. is taking me, right? Yes, so please, please go once whatever your spirit is guiding you to do, this podcast is all about that. Because <laughs> one, what happens is once you create that internal safety, then that energy builds up and it goes into the next chakra. Mm -hmm. The next chakra is Swadhishthan. Swadhishthan is another composite word. It means my own sacred throne in the universe. Mm -hmm. My own sacred throne means just because you exist, you're valuable. You have a special seat that is reserved for you in the universe. And it is not just your personal joy, but also your biggest service to the world to occupy that personal sacred seat. So simply because we exist, we deserve good things, good experiences, whatever we desire to create. So if we desire to create a business, we deserve it. If we desire to spend money, we deserve it. If we desire to earn money, we deserve it. But what happens is with every chakra, the energy tells you that if you start attaching this concept to something external rather than your own energy, then it is not going to work because then your spiritual lesson is to understand, look within and say, I am safe first before I feel the safety. The same way I am worthy just because I exist before I feel worthy as a moneymaker. Mm, so, so most people feel like I need to make the money before I can feel worthy. Worthy, right. You know? And it's exactly the opposite. Yeah. When you start feeling worthy, you will manifest your desires. Yes. So once I started feeling safe in what I had, the mm, next step that came up. Sorry to interrupt. I just had an idea, like an epiphany. You know, when how people keep affirming, I am worthy of a million dollars. I am worthy of all this money, all that. Maybe the real thing is I am worthy 
because I exist. That exactly. is the reason. That, that really it's is the real thing. Day. It's not I am worthy to make. Right. You know? No. I am worthy. I deserve because I exist. I, I'm worthy of the good in this world because I exist. Right. Right. You're worthy simply because you exist. Yeah. And what happens is as you start unraveling these ideas, when you start feeling worthy, automatically you start feeling confident in your marketing calls, in your sales calls. You start feeling confident that it's okay for me to be seen on the videos. I may not look the best. I don't have to do any makeup. I don't have to show up every time as like perfect person. And it's okay to be me. I'm worthy of giving myself the gift of learning, making mistakes, being in the process right? I don't have to chase the result to feel worthy. And in fact, chasing the result is guaranteed to create trauma on your Swadhishthan chakra, meaning you are not going to feel worthy because you are attaching yourself worth to something external. Yes. It was, it's so interesting that you say that because when I started my healing journey, I was so obsessed with hitting my income goals And like the more I've been healing my trauma, the more I'm like, yeah, I'll set the goals, but I don't care whether or not I hit them. You know, like I hit the goals, whatever. And I just realized that things were just easier. Like it was easier to hit them. And it was just because I stopped attaching my worth so much to the goal itself. And I, I would literally say, I remember saying to a coach, like, the goal is driving me crazy. Right. Looking at it every day, like attaching myself to it. I was like, no, I'm I'm done now. Right. And like I don't need to even think about it. I just want to focus on process, loving, loving the journey, massages, acupuncture, yeah. meditation. I'm done. Right. Like, I was like, this is driving me crazy. Can't do it. Right. And, and that's what happens, right? There, there are two, there are two distinct things. One is a goal that is like a milestone. Other one is the vision and mm. vision is the experience of what you are creating. Mm. Right. And once you tap into that energy of vision, this is what the manifestation law of attraction tells us that when you get attached to that goal, you go away from your They call it vortex, but basically it's your dharma. You go away from your own unique energy that is actually going to help you manifest that goal. Right? So I had the same experience. When I was chasing money, money wasn't coming to me. When I said, forget it, mainly because I understood through my work on the, uh, let's go to the last chakra, that is Sahasrar chakra. Sahasrar Mm -hmm. means thousand petaled. Uh, What it tells you that you have, you are a lot more than who you perceive yourself to be. You have thousands of aspects to you. And this is our connection with the spiritual realm, this chakra. So what it tells us that what you may consider spirit guides, what you may consider uh, angels, what make you may consider God even, it's all just the reflection of you. There are thousands of aspects of you. So this is where our spiritual vision lies, our best vision. And by best, I mean the vision that we really want to create in the world that comes from that chakra. It doesn't come from our thoughts. It comes from that energy. So when we create goals from our thoughts, we we create those goals from our limited mind that tells us that those goals would make us feel worthy. 
but that's not where the true vision is. So once I raised my energy all the way up to that chakra, I understood I don't even care about money. Mm. I mean, I care about money as a tool, but money is not the motivation for me. What is motivation for me is my expression that was stifled. I, I had fear of being seen. I wasn't coming out as a spiritual person. So once I understood that, I was like, damn, I just want to teach people. So once I help let, people heal, that was right. Wow. So once I let, once I let go of all those ideas and I anchored myself in my vision and just stayed focused on that vision, all my ideas started working well. And it started working like a good machine where my clients came to you. I was confident raising my prices to whenever I want. When I set lower prices, I wasn't seeing my worthiness in that. Lower right. Price. Like I have prices that are like pay what you want to right now, $7,000 for four months of working one-on-one -on -one with me. People already tell me you can increase this to like 20,000 because that's how much they get out of it. And I'm just like, but I'm perfectly fine with what I have. I'm not chasing money. I'm not, not increasing my prices because I don't feel worthy of them. I feel worthy of $20,000. I stand by my program. Yeah. But I don't care about increasing it because I'm being fulfilled in some other way, right? And, and also, I, I always say, like, when people say, what do you want a prize? I tell them, go within and just listen to what your spirit is telling you. Because yeah. I don't, I, this is how I've always priced for things, you yeah. know? That is just like, I believe in that. Right. Oh my gosh. But actually I wanted to say, you know what you're saying about the thousand petals and things. Mm -hmm. Part of why I tell people I don't teach affirmations and vision boards and that is that I always say to people, what I noticed, A, it didn't work for me. Uh, affirmations didn't work for me. I don't know about vision boards. I kind of like them, but I don't do them because I feel like what often happens for me is I then get caught up in the things of the world right yeah. and whatever I'm going to put on there isn't going to come straight from what my spirit wants so when I want something I'll say oh yeah I want to build a, tra a business that allows me to travel then I'll put it out to the universe because that's the desire that I truly want and then I'll right. say oh this is how much I want now for this month this is what I want in my real estate business then I'll put it out. And what I've noticed over time is that when I do it like that, things shift almost instantaneously for me. Right. I'll be like, yeah, I want to go to Turkey. I want to move to this country now. And within weeks, I'll start packing and things will start happening. So yeah. I used, because I noticed when I was doing the vision board, back to what you're saying is that the life that I was building was so much from my thoughts that yeah. it was just what I believed I should want and what represents wealth, et cetera, versus what my spirit and my soul wanted. And actually what I noticed, this is going to sound weird. I noticed that that was actually slowing me down. It because does. I was so focused on that shiny object yeah. as opposed to what my spirit and my soul wanted right. that like I wasn't doing what my right. soul really really wanted right right and that's ex and like I truly believe that the life that I have now is better than any life that I would have put on the vision board right. that 
That's the point. That's the point because there are thousands of aspects of us that are guiding us in creating the life that we oftentimes cannot even imagine. Yeah. Right. So vision boards, it can be, if you are very clear on what you want, that tool works for some people. Yes, it does. And I'm not saying guys don't do it. I'm just saying. For right. Me, right. I exactly. Exactly. I, I never created a vision board and I have been very good at manifesting what I wanted all my life. I went away from it for some part because I needed to learn what alignment means and how that affects manifestation. And again, now I literally manifest things in hours at times, but only if it comes from my own spirit where I'm like, that would be a good experience, yeah. right? Versus it's like, oh, somebody says I should have seven figure business. So let's put that on the vision board. That's never going to work for me, right? <laughs> so, so vision boards, affirmation, these are simply the tools. Mm -hmm. They work for some people and there are very specific conditions why they work. For example, if, if uh, there are many people who don't even, so vision board is a way of communicating uh, uh, to ourselves that this is what I want, reminding ourselves that this is what I want. But if you are not a visual learner, if you are not like in your intuitive gifts, clairvoyance, meaning seeing isn't one of your strongest gifts, then you are not going to get the signal that way. On the other hand, if you just say like, every time I think of my vision, like for example, for me, I'm not as much clairvoyant. Yeah. My gift is audience, right? Clear audience, meaning if I want to get in the mood of something, the feeling of my vision, and my vision sometimes is very abstract. Most of the times it's abstract. It's like, it feels too big. It's abstract. I'm not clear on it, but I know where I'm going energetically, mm -hmm. right? So all I do is whatever puts me in that vision, I listen to that song. So mm -hmm. then the song acts like a vision board. For some people, feelings would work. Whatever puts you in that feeling because your major way of communicating with your soul, which is intuition is nothing but communication with your soul, that way of communicating could be through feelings. Like when I feel a certain way, I feel in alignment. And ultimately the reason we, we manifest a vision is because through alignment. So vision board's purpose is to bring yourself in alignment. And if it is not bringing it in alignment, then ditch the vision board, find something different. Exactly. Like my vision board used to have a private jet. And like yeah. now when I sit down, and think about it, I realized when I chucked out the vision board and everything that I really don't care about private jets. I'm like, right, exactly. And actually, and every time I think about it, like I get into like planet, climate change, it like completely throws me off track. And yet that was the thing that I was seeing every day on my vision right. board. Like every part of my soul was like, what about climate change? What about this? Like, you don't believe in this. Oh my God. But I was right. like, I should want it. It represents having arrived. Right, right, exactly. And that's the thing too. When we are not clear on our own energy, we, we set the goals that are not even our goals. Yes. There's somebody else's goals. And we have to just say, listen, do I really want this? And when we come in alignment, we understand. We are like, yeah, I never really wanted this. Yes. This is not a motivating factor for me. I mean, you may have enough money where you can buy a private jet, but yes. private jet isn't the motivation to earn that much money. 
Yes. Right? Oh my gosh, this is just mind blowing. Manusi, you've given us so much. Um, I have no words. I know that everyone listening to this is just mind blown. Can you give one exercise in parting that people can do? I know that they can do your course. It's okay to say, go listen to my free chakra training. Is that right. one exercise that people can do if they're feeling lost and they have no clue where to start with getting into alignment? So definitely <laughs> go on my website, manasikakre.com. I have a free course there that explains, and it's a mini course, it's not long. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm actually recording a new one too. So oh, wow. you, if you download the old one, you will get the new one automatically when it is released this year, uh, this month. Um, but yeah, but oh, go in there. Downloaded. This is too awesome. This is so in alignment with me. Uh, that's excellent. So go in there, download that course that will tell you very practically what these energies mean mm-hmm. and how it actually gives you action for each of the chakra to start bringing it in balance. Mm-hmm. So you have seven actions for you. You don't even need just to stop at just one action, seven actions. But if you, and if you're a coach, healer, artist, author, speaker, work with me, I promise you, my program is so amazing. It gives results. My clients describe the work as liberation of the soul. Oh, I love and we that do much. all of that very practically through your business actions. So if that's the kind of support, that's the kind of nurturing you want as a visionary in your business, then do that. I also have a group program. So if you want the support of the community and want to learn from me on like a leisurely level versus like, Manasi, I'm here, let's just work together for 16 weeks straight. If that's not the kind of support that you want one-on-one and you feel more nourished on an ongoing basis, then there is something called the Bridgewalkers Playground. Oh, yummy. Yeah, it's basically that focus that we are not going to constantly chase the results. We are going to enjoy the process. We are going to allow our inner child to come out and play in business. Mm. So that's what the Bridgewalkers Playground is. So there are three options of working with me. And of course, speeches. I give speeches too. So (laughs) these are the options of working with me. You can start with something free if you want, or just directly approach me for one-on-one mentorship. All of it is on my website, manasikakre.com. But I want to give you one simple action that you don't even have to go on my website to do that will help you understand your own energy. And that simple action is when you wake up, as soon as you wake up, before you check out, check your phone, before you like, I don't know, start checking your emails, any of that, just close your eyes and just feel your presence. Mm. Take a pause, take deep breaths, and just ask yourself, what do, what one action will nourish me today? Mm, I love that. And just make Absolutely. sure. And this is, this is the play, right place to set the goals, right? Like very clear goals that today I'm going to take that action. That action could be like, I'm going to sleep. That action could be like, I'm going to record my video and say what I want to say on camera. That action could be that I'm going to just enjoy recording this podcast. That action could be, I'm just going to take a break from everything and go take a walk in the nature. 
right? Mm. Action that will come to you would be a simple action, but trust it and take it and see how it starts nourishing you mm. and your energy. Yeah. Whew. Manasi, you've given us so much today. This was just so powerful. So guys, go to manasikakare.com. Everything is on there. Please contact Manasi. You guys have, you've been nourished, I feel, from this podcast. And I hope that you'll go check her out. Thank you so much for coming through and listening to this. And thank you so much, Manasi, for sharing so generously of yourself, your work, your knowledge, your wisdom. It is greatly appreciated. And guys, if you're loving these podcasts, please go on iTunes, leave us a five-star rating and leave us a review, like literally type in. So when people are looking uh, for podcasts, let us know what you've loved about this podcast so that it can help other people know what is what are some of the juicy podcasts that you've enjoyed and they can go listen to those as well. And thank you for the continued comments on YouTube. Do share this podcast with family and friends. Um, I know this is extremely valuable. And of course, if you're loving the Money Magic podcast and what you're hearing from Money Magic students as well, and you're thinking you want to check out uh, the work I do around ancestral money trauma, you can just simply go to wealthy-money.com forward slash money magic. Again, wealthy-money.com forward slash money magic. And you can get on the waiting list if it's not open for registration. And yeah, thank you, Manasi. Thank you, Money Magicians. I shall see you guys in the next episode. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode. If you find this podcast helpful and enlightening, please can you do me a favor and go leave the podcast a five-star review on iTunes or leave a comment on YouTube. And of course, share it with your family and friends. I would really appreciate it because it would help other money magicians who are looking to change their relationship with money find this podcast, which would really make my day. Also, as a bonus, if you're interested in changing your spending habits, I have a complimentary ebook for you. You can download it at wealthy-money.com forward slash workbook. Again, wealthy-money.com forward slash workbook. Have a fantastic day further and I look forward to seeing you on the next episode of the Money Magic Podcast.